Hello, and welcome to the Missionary Disciple Podcast by Catholic Christian Outreach. The aim of this podcast is to inspire, equip, and challenge you, our listener, to be an active and effective evangelist. If you have any questions about evangelization, please email us at podcast at cco.ca, and we'll answer them in a future episode. All right, let's dive in. Hello, welcome to the Missionary Disciple Podcast. Today, it's me, Angel, with Holly Leonard and Jacqueline Lavery. Uh, we also call her Jackie. Yes. Just because we're friends. Um, so welcome today. We're going to be talking about intercession, and it's aligned particularly to intentional accompaniment. How do we um, disciple people, accompany them, and keep interceding? Like, how do we make that um, integrated into how we do our intentional accompaniment? So we want to break that open. And to start, actually, I got this great quote from Pope Francis, and it was um, re reposted by Sherry Waddell in the Forming Intentional Disciples um, forum on Facebook, and it comes from the Holy Father from about a year and a half ago. And he says, two things are needed for intercessory prayer, courage or parousia, and patience. If I want the Lord to listen to my requests, I must return and return again to knock at the door of God's heart, since my own heart is committed to this petition. But if my heart is not concerned for this need or the person for whom I'm, for whom I'm praying, neither will it be capable of courage and patience. And then the Pope goes on to say a few more things about intercession, and he says it involves uh, this, this willingness to fight and strive and fast for them. And he finishes by saying, may the Lord give us this grace, the grace to pray before God in freedom like children, to pray with insistence, to pray with patience, but above all, to pray in the knowledge that I'm speaking with my Father, who will listen to me, and may the Lord help us advance in this form of intercessory prayer. So the reason why that's so touching for me is this... Um, it's very much touches CCO's spirituality, our, our approach to the Lord, which is very St. Therese, of this, this childlike trust in the Father um, that and kids, right? We're all moms. Um, kids like, mom, 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 mom. <laughs> we know what, what that kind of persistence is like and how finally mom's going to, yes, give you a very good thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really beautiful. And I want to break that open with you girls today. Um, how are ways that you've experienced being interceded for or interceding for others in this uh, persistent, trusting, and very fighting kind of way. It's this, this combination of grit mm -hmm. and um, persistence and just trust in the Lord. So let's break that open a little bit. Mm -hmm. Do you know anyone who's prayed for you? Yeah, when you're reading the quote, um, you know, the couple words that jumped out to me was like capacity, like it increases our capacity to be courageous and persevere in the weight of mission. Um, mission can be heavy. We can get, you know, proud, you know, of our involvement in the program we're leading and the people that are given to us and to come and remember and recall the the mist. Three and the dynamic mm. of intercession is so beautiful and important. It reminds me of my littleness, but that I matter. You know, my yes matters. My praying in this way matters. Um, when I was on campus, uh, I don't know, like 10 years ago or so, um, having many um, beautiful people entrusted to me, you know, into like this person in this faith study and 
um, feeling the weight, definitely at a place of feeling the weight with the numbers of people and desiring to invest in them equally, like give them all an equal chance. And Mm -hmm. in my natural limitations, like I couldn't give them all the coffee date I wanted and the walk along the Rideau Canal I wanted and the taking them all to the chapel to pray with them. Mm one-on-one the way, what I thought they deserved. But the missionary that was investing in me would have pulled me aside and been like, but do you know that because you want that for them um, and because the Lord wants that for them, you can get on your knees like in the chapel and ask him to bring that reality about in their life that they would experience in their hearts, like on their walk to campus today, a love from you that's given from him, like a, a feeling of comfort and safety with you and with the gospel that you're proclaiming just by praying, you know, not just as though to trivialize mm-hmm. it, but that it was this dynamic of ministry that I, mm-hmm. I hadn't, it hadn't occurred to me. I had been maybe told and invited to pray for my people, but being able to see it clear, like go to the chapel ask for God to bring that about and given a little bit of a map equipped me. Like I stopped worrying. I stopped fretting about what I was doing and not doing. And yeah, I directed my, I don't know, I calmed me down Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Mm -hmm. What about you, Jackie? Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I love everything that Holly's saying, Um, particularly some of the things you're saying, like, you know, we can put in this, the work, but um, Mm. like the intercession and the praying reminds me that, I, in the end, I don't control this person's right. decision. Like they make decisions in freedom mm-hmm. and all I can do is really entrust them to the Father. So it's good for my own pride mm-hmm. to remember that it's not about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I love what the Holy Father is saying, like coming to the Father like little children and remembering that the way that my heart aches maybe for these these people that I that have I get to work with that actually that comes from him, that that's his heart. And that if I'm longing for these people, then he is longing for them infinitely more. And that it's a privilege that I get to participate in this work with him. That's great. Yeah. What are some ways that you guys have prayed just to give like our listeners concrete ideas of how to intercede for people? What are some things you've done in praying? Yeah, I think uh, just coming, uh, coming to the Lord, um, just honestly about something that I see is is hurting in them or a distraction in their life and saying like, Lord, I see mm-hmm. their insecurity. You know, I see them coming and fidgeting. I see them worrying about uh, how they're coming across and I pray for greater freedom. Like for them, I pray that when I speak to them and relate to them, that you would allow them to feel seen by you and loved by you. Um, that it's not about me. It's about them feeling your love through me. Uh, and you would see that, see, you know, through, according to his purposes that unfold like week after week in the studies that they're more comfortable. Um, there's obviously the community and, and the things at play, but I would believe, you know, that he, he was asking you to pray in that way for them. So what you're saying is you pray very specifically. Oh, super specifically. Very specifically, which is a leap of faith in itself because then it's expecting kind of the Lord to do a specific action in that person's life. It's yes. not a generic God bless this person in my faith <laughs> right. study, right? So right. there's a specific way of doing that. Yeah. What are places and situations or, um, I don't know, how did you pray? You probably played, prayed specifically as well, but mm. how did you do it? Did you do it during your one hour morning prayer time? Um, I don't know. How did you actually get that time in to pray? Mm-hmm. Great question. So yeah, in the in my personal prayer time, also in preparing for leading a faith study, mm. So in that time that I was taking to look over right. the material and what are we going to talk about, specifically thinking of who is in my study, as Holly was saying, where 
what are they currently living? What could be holding them back? What questions are really going to, do I want to lean into and pay attention to this person's answer? Um, so in that preparation time, taking mm -hmm. the time to name every person by name and you're saying wow. specific, um, yeah, their name, what I think that they could be struggling with and asking God to, to come in there. And then also as someone who is being formed myself by CCO staff members when I was a student that time as well with, with okay. another, um, missionary or co-laborer praying together, praying together. Yeah. And, you know, right in the in the faith study journal that we have, like through all of our series, like not just discovery, uh, we invite you to grow in that intentionality. Right. And the question you just kind of even mapped it out yourself. You said, what's my plan to intercede based on the insights I'm seeing and in preparation for the upcoming lesson? So uh, you were touching on that and that that call to to come into consciousness of what they're living and what they might be struggling with matters like that. It matters enough for us to like print it and, and suggest for you to grow in it, because at the end of that lesson, you've been given like a great privilege right we've been given an opportunity to like get insights into some reactions they had or we come to know of a death in their family or a struggle that they have and these are not just common everyday bus conversations that they're having on campus or with peers at work it's like vulnerable and it matters and I see when you use the word battle like this is where the Lord is stirring something um so that more light can come and and in, in our prayers, praying for healing and that sensitivity that we saw re being reacted like matters in our accompaniment um, of them, that it is about those individuals that we're entrusted with for this season or for longer seasons uh, to not stop. Um, and yeah, again, back to the quote, that word of persistence, like children are persistent, right? They don't know that there's an end. <laughs> they, they don't, they're endless and they're, we can get defeated and stop praying for people and, and get kind of like, well, where's this going, you know? And, but in a discipline of returning to the Lord and, and making our petitions known to him, I think we are grown in our fight for them, for him, through like him through us. I really like all the, the practical ways you girls are explaining that. And, um, I'm like, I was thinking, man, you guys are better at praying than, than I was on campus. But I remember um, what I would do is that I had a 20-minute walk to campus. So I would pray a rosary and I would offer up a decade or each rosary for like different girls. I, I was working with a lot of women because I was the only female staff. So I was offering up a decade probably for each small group that I was working with. And I would visualize the girls in my mind as I was saying the Hail Mary. So there was kind of, I guess, maybe a... Uh, an artistic approach to that, that I would see each girl in my heart of hearts. I was imagining them fully alive in the Lord mm -hmm. um, mm. with a smile on their face with, um, I don't know, tears of joy for the Lord. And like, so I'd pray for all of them with that longing in my heart as I'm, you know, going through my Hail Marys um, on my rosary. And I found that to be a really great way to, <laughs> to intercede for them in that kind of that dead time of my, my day of walking. Mm -hmm. And then for those of us that get the chance to go to daily mass, like how many times I was like, Lord, I'm offering this mass for, you know, yeah. for like a really particular thing that's going on. And just, you know, kind of like a little bit in desperation, like I'm grasping at anything I can that's spiritual. It's going to, you know, stack grace upon grace for this person because I'm, I'm fighting for them. Mm -hmm. Have any of you done fasting or maybe just um, little sacrifices that you're mm -hmm. offering up for a person? Do you have any examples of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Notice I'm not like offering my own. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just thinking of this while you were speaking, actually, that um, even in little things, like things throughout the day, like, um, you know, little simple things like 
instead of having a second helping of whatever mm. at mealtime, choosing not to and specifically offering it like, Lord, I'm offering this for this person. And sometimes not just grand prayers, but little things like that they would actually just show up, that they would come mm. to the study so they can hear. Um, so, I mean, that's just one little mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. Of, of fasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Hope? Yeah, some, yeah, I'm trying to call to mind some, some good ones that I've seen other girls and guys like live. I know um, guys that would like walk to campus instead of like their bike or their um, like guy things, right? Like I'm going to walk that whole way um, for yeah. this guy to come to rise up, for this guy okay. to say yes to mission. Um, I know uh, some young girls that we'd pray about, like, how, what do you think you can fast from? Like, what do you think would be, you know, you can give up and talking about ideas and girls giving up makeup, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to not wear like mascara and this, like we all wear found whatever, some major pieces that they felt that were really important to them. And we were really hard to lay down and that the Lord is so aware of like the things that are hard for us and it's private. It's between us and him that what we're laying down, whether it's the second helping or yeah, makeup or attachments to things that he knows that that's hard. He's not even mad at us that it's hard. He's just happy to take it as like a burnt offering, you know, for grace to come into the life of other people mm-hmm. and seeing it really bear fruit in them, like as the missionary and in the life of the other person, because they're growing this like, yeah, again, in that mystical dynamic, them and the Lord for this soul um, mm-hmm. that's at play. And we grow, yeah, them growing in fervor, them growing in, um, I don't know, the majesty of what they're a part of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think too, and I was just thinking of examples of where I've seen people fast for other people and then something really glorious happens in their life. Like someone who's really far from mm-hmm. the Lord actually makes a decision to place Christ at the center of, of their life. And how momentous that is and how much rejoicing there is because that prayer and that fasting really causes our investment to be Mm -hmm. greater. Like we might watch someone place Jesus at the center of their life and be like, wow, this is, that's great. Like this is really what we want for every person. But when we've labored and struggled and fought for somebody and then we see it happen, it's, yeah, there's a greater investment. And I was thinking earlier too how, the Lord doesn't really need us. Like he, he could do those things without us, but he chooses to have us participate in his mission. And this is one specific way we get to do it. And, and it's so beautiful the way that he, yeah, he chooses to allow us to participate and that we get to see his, his work. It is mind blowing though, right? Like God could just do everything and Okay, sure, maybe he wants to use us, but he wants to use us not just in talking to people, but in this prayer thing. And it's like, well, you're God. Like, why do you, it's really mysterious why we have to also cooperate with intercession, Mm -hmm. why that invitation is there. And the only reason we know it's there is that he told us, Mm -hmm. right? We had a great teaching at NSG. Yes. On that. And you had some some quotes and stuff um, from what was taught by Megan Turland Mm -hmm. for us. And I think he kind of talks about this like why exactly why the why yeah we came across uh megan came across this quote from a priest uh that yeah again captures our heart um in a different way in addition to pope francis's quote um and some highlights in it it's from a book called divine intimacy if prayer does not ascend to the throne of the most high grace will not be granted this explains the absolute necessity for apostolic prayer and its great efficacy 
So this is from, from Matthew, Jesus tells us, this kind of devil is not, is not cast out, but by prayer and fasting. Jesus has said there is no substitute for prayer because prayer draws grace directly from its source, God. Our activity, our words, and our works can prepare the ground for grace, but if we do not pray, it will not come down to refresh souls. In light of these truths, we can better appreciate the importance of the insistent exhortations of Jesus in respect to prayer. We ought always to pray and not to faint. Um, yeah, and we can never be certain that our prayers will be answered according to our expectation, for we do not know, like, what's conformable to God's will. But we can know, mm. and he goes on to explain, like, for certain that the Lord desires them to, um, to choose to place Jesus at the center of their life. That's pre-thought of by him and created for by him and, and to be grown it to be missionary. So we can pray and ask in ways that we know are according to his will. Um, and what I really love, like, um, that we're drawing grace. We can, we can do these good works. We're missionary movements or missionaries and parishes running programs. And we're excited. We can see God moving and that's, that's good. And it's noble and it's sacrificial, but it can't stop there. Like now that the heart is stirred and now that there's the Lord is working, we need to get in, um, figure out where the grace needs to go deeper. And that it's like, like you say, that mystical, um, dynamic with him that he lets us see. And he asks us to ask, uh, for the grace to be deepened. Isn't that where it breaks down? Like when we do ministry, I think of all kinds of ministry contexts where we're so busy mm -hmm. getting the ministry going to stop and pray is like, oh, like, I've got so many things to do. It's really hard. And then sometimes, you know, contexts I've been in, it's, it's a, it's a rote, quick prayer. Like, let's just open with prayer and then we'll go. But that opening in prayer is like maybe one minute long. It's like a token part of the program. But there are lots of ways in CCO that we're interceding. Um, when we do our outreach on campus, mm -hmm. the staff team and students are getting together and doing praise and worship and intercession, you know, for half an hour, an hour before they head out or they'll, before they start, they'll stop and they'll join together and they will pray and not just doing in our father, mm -hmm. which is awesome. That's how Jesus taught us to pray, but specifically praying um, their words to the Lord, the, the cry of their heart for these mm -hmm. people. So, yeah, it's just praying over the chairs right before events yes. or at Rise Up or even yes. at Face Studies. We've heard um, some of the peers that, that I work with in parishes, like they pray over their chairs before the people come in for Alpha, for Discovery, mm -hmm. that, that this place would be sacred, that it's holy ground, that God's going to move. Mm -hmm. um, it's two things. It's drawing that grace deeper for them, but it's also them growing to believe what mm -hmm. I'm doing matters. God is here and he, he's using me and I'm humbled by that and puts things in right order. Yeah, for the mission. Yeah. Hey, Jackie, I was asking you before we started, if you would model to us this kind of praying intentionally, because I think I think it's actually maybe pretty um, common in CCO, but I don't know if other people have had the chance to pray for a person or a, a faith study or an, a project with that kind of specific, you know, Mm -hmm. um, intentions to the Lord. So I kind of put you on the spot this morning. I'm like, Hey, could you model it for, for our folks on the podcast? Um, I was wondering if we could do that now and maybe you can give some context. Like here's my pretend mm -hmm. or real past mm -hmm. environment mm -hmm. and then how I actually prayed for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would love to. Um, this morning I was actually thinking about meeting Holly on campus when we were both students and, and how uh, Holly kind of came into the CCO community at our university. And um, yeah, when she first arrived, she's this very cool and <laughs> um, yeah, just a really cool person. And 
later I learned that when she came in, she kind of assessed CCO and said, yeah, I could, I could run this thing. Like I, I want to be your president. <laughs> <laughs> so she um, like right away brought her, her leadership skills and her desire to like to do good things. Um, and yeah, it was, I, I feel privileged that I, I got to be beside Holly and as, as your friend and to watch the Lord do these things in your life. So, and I know a lot of prayer went into it. Um, some from me, but also from the missionaries that were accompanying you. So I'm going to use Holly okay. as an example. Okay. Um, so I will pray the way that we maybe would have for for Holly when, when she was a student. Okay. All right. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I come before you today to pray specifically for Holly. I pray, Lord, that you would use the gifts that you've given her, her leadership, and that you would use it for your greater glory, Lord, that, that she would desire to lead in your mission in the church. And Father, I pray that, um, I pray for Holly, who, who is seeking the things of the world and maybe success in the world. And Lord, that you would give her the desire to seek you, to seek your face, to seek your kingdom. I, I know, Lord, by, by being with Holly, I see the great potential there, the things that um, her talents, her gifts, her strengths and I know that she can do great things for you. So we, I pray that she would come to know you, Jesus, and that not only that she would know you, but that she would have a great desire to have others come to know you and to, to lead others to you, Jesus. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come, that you would move in Holly's heart, and that you would... Um, that you would come and teach me to pray, that you would take my prayer and, and um, intercede, uh, intercede for me. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. That was really beautiful. How do you feel, Holly, knowing that people were praying like that? for you. Yeah, it brings me back to my early like in in having my conversion in my room in res, I part of what the Lord showed me is there were people pursuing me. He had a plan and it it overwhelmed my heart like it awakened me to like their yes to the Lord in pursuing me, you know, as a part of his pursuit of me. It's mm -hmm. it, they're saying yes, they're sacrificing, they're loving me, they're paying attention to me. He like quickened that in me in the moment of my my conversion and like you remember, I ran, you know, to to the campus the next day. I could hardly wait to see you all and just to thank you. Like it's like he had revealed that special part to me in order to bring me into his mission, too, because I thought, wow, like there are so many people. I'm so annoying and snobby. And they yeah, they overlooked that and they still loved and they still persevered. And that's like God. And I can do that. I want to do that for him. It, it happened at the same time for me. So mm. it, it's, it's moving. It, it reminds me, um, and it humbles me to remember the yeses I make, 
you know, for others matter, that I'm a part of God's pursuit of other people and my attention to that, their attention to that for me, they could have overlooked me and it's like not their fault. <laughs> There's reasons that they could have, but they like didn't, they caught, they were intentional. You guys prayed and yeah, I'm so grateful that I came to that campus. So. <laughs> So that's the point of this podcast. It's the intentional care that goes beyond just reaching out, being friendly, bringing them in, um, seeing what they need help with. It's that heart of prayer as well that also is such a deep-rooted part of intentional accompaniment. And just as we close today, I'm going to close in prayer, praying for you as you think of your the folks that you're fighting for and storming heaven for. So let, we want to pray with you for your, your, um, your apostolate. So in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Father, we offer to you all of our listeners and the people that are in their hearts that they are concerned for, that they are fighting for, that they desire to know and be free in the love of the Father and in his mercy and to be great leaders for the kingdom. And so we pray for each listener now. Holy Spirit, we pray that they would have the courage and persistence that Pope Francis is calling for that they would intercede, that they would fast, that they would storm heaven for the people in their lives that you have entrusted to them. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you, through your uh, graces and going before us, that you would open up these hearts to be receptive, to receive the word that is being planted and sown by these um, beautiful people in the mission. And we offer all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. God bless. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions, comments, queries, quandaries, conundrums, or otherwise, please email us at podcast at cco.ca. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us and subscribe. Share us with your friends. Until next time, God bless.